Suicides. The reading this evening is Genesis 22, 1-18. Some time later, God tested Abraham. He said to Abraham, Here I am. He replied, Then God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and wood are here, Isaac said. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place of God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time, and he said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies, and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. There it is, Genesis 22. Wow, is that really in the Bible? No, it is, actually. We, we just read it. I thought we established at least that. But, but do, do we want to tear that page out of the Bible? There's plenty of people who want to tear that page out of the Bible. And you can understand why. Human sacrifice? Really? Really, human sacrifice in the Bible. And this is what God is commanding Abraham to do? Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and sacrifice him on a mountain in the region of Moriah. Really? And this is in a holy book. Anyone see a problem here? Hmm. It's a problem that raises the question, what is the Bible? Do you ever ask that question? 
we spend enough time opening it up. I don't know if you go to church of a Sunday. Probably you spend some time on Sunday, maybe, opening up the Bible. Maybe you spend some time during the week opening up the Bible. Maybe you come to CE regularly, open up the Bible. What is this book? A book that contains Genesis 22, a book that contains God telling his beloved follower, Abraham, I want you to kill your son for me. Can you do that? Early the next morning, Abraham saddles up the donkey and off they go. What kind of book is this? Do you ever ask yourself that question? What is the Bible? And there are a lot of terrible answers to that question. What is the Bible? Some people say, uh, it's the maker's instruction manual. You heard that? The maker's instruction manual. Okay. Well, if it's the maker's instruction manual, on page 22, I've got a problem. Is this, is this really what the Bible is for? To tell you how your life can run more smoothly? Take your son, your only son who you love, and sacrifice him on a mountain. Is, is that... Is the Bible really an instruction manual? Or people say it's the roadmap. It's God's roadmap for life to help you navigate a complicated world so that you know that child sacrifice is the exactly right thing to do. Is that what it is? Is, is the Bible a roadmap for life? Or here's another one. People sometimes do the acronym Bible, B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth. Have you ever heard that one? Basic instructions before leaving earth. Before leaving earth, you might want to take your son, your only son who you love, up a mountain and slay him with a knife. Is that, what kind of instruction manual is if, if that's what the Bible is, throw it against the wall. Throw it against the wall. If that's what the Bible is, if the Bible is, take your son, your only son, and sacrifice him, and then the moral of the story is meant to be, go and do likewise. Sure. Tear that chapter out of the Bible. In fact, you might, you might want to set aside the entire Bible. But what if the Bible is not basic instructions before leaving earth? What if the Bible is not a roadmap to help you navigate a complicated world? What if the Bible is not the maker's instruction manual? What if the Bible is a weird and wonderful story that takes many, many twists and turns, but in the entirety of the narrative, it is a biography. The Spirit's biography of the Son, Jesus Christ. What if it's that? And what if it testifies to Jesus in just a whole bunch of different weird and wonderful ways, sometimes through narrative, sometimes through story, sometimes through vision, sometimes through song lyrics, sometimes through poetry, sometimes through genealogies, sometimes through this weird multimedia presentation called the temple, sometimes through parables, sometimes, you know, what is the Bible? The Bible is not a straightforward book. And it's not something that you just turn to and on page 22 of the Bible, you hear about child sacrifice and you saddle up your donkey. That's not what the Bible is. And you will go very wrong in your Christian life if you think of the Bible simply as an instruction manual. In Jesus' own day, there were a bunch of people who were very biblical. And Jesus said, you have gotten, you've gotten it entirely wrong. In John chapter 5, he talks to a bunch of people who had memorized the first five books of the Bible. Do you know how difficult that would be? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. They got it memorized. And Jesus said, 
John chapter 5, verse 39. You guys diligently study the Scriptures because you think in them you possess eternal life. Yet these are the Scriptures that testify of me. And you do not come to me to have life. Do you see the problem? They were reading their Bible as basic instructions before leaving earth. They were reading their Bible as the maker's instruction manual. And they thought that, okay, here are the instructions. If I just follow this to the letter, I'll have eternal life. And Jesus says, you've never heard from God. You haven't got the first clue about what the Bible is. The Bible is testifying to Jesus. It's like a massive road sign. If you're driving through London and there's a big road sign and it says, to the Tower of London, you don't pull the, Bible, you don't pull the car over get out and camp out underneath the road sign waiting to see the crown jewels. Okay, the sign points you to the destination. And the Bible is not to be enjoyed for its own sake. The Bible is the road sign testifying to Jesus. And the way you follow the Bible is by allowing it to show you Jesus in this panoramic way. Let's have a look at John chapter 1 on the screen, and we'll see how it is that God wants to reveal Himself to us. These might be familiar words to you. We'll probably be reading them quite a lot as we come closer to Christmas. Here is how John's gospel begins, as it testifies to Jesus, okay? And in John it begins, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made, without Him nothing was made that has been made. So, if you were to cartoon this sort of scene from the Bible, I guess you might have a throne to represent the power and control and authority of God the Father. But then you'd sort of draw a speech bubble coming out from the throne, because God has a Word, right? But what is in the speech bubble? What's in the speech bubble? And the Bible has a brilliant answer. The Word of God is a person. That's why it's capital W, Word. What God wants to say to the universe is Jesus. What's in the speech bubble is Jesus. And Jesus is not just the inventor of a religion. I hope you know that. Jesus is the inventor of the universe. You see verse 3, through him all things were made. At that point, I've got the, sort of the image of uh, a guy blowing a bubble through a bubble ring. Imagine that, there's a guy with a breath blowing through the bubble ring, and just as the bubble ring shapes and defines the bubble, so Jesus shapes and defines this world. And God the Father breathes His Spirit through Jesus, and out comes a world that has been shaped and defined by Jesus. We live in Jesus' universe, shaped by His power and His personality, His characteristics. But here is the Bible's picture of who Jesus is. Jesus is before the beginning of the world. He's the expression of God. Through Him, all things have been made. He's the Creator. And in verse 18... Uh, just skipping on a few verses, no one has ever seen God, that's God the Father, but the one and only Son, who is Himself God and is in the closest relationship with the Father, has made Him known. That flips on its head what we generally think. We normally think that God is obvious and Jesus is questionable. You go out into the world and you say, do you believe in God? And even people who don't believe in God 
they think they know what they're talking about when they say the word God. They've, they've got a picture in their mind. They've got an understanding of who God is. Do you know who God is? Oh, yeah, sure, the big guy. We, we, all, we all know who God is, right? But Jesus, you ask people on the street, who is Jesus? And some people will say he's the son of God. Some people will say he's a prophet. Some people will say he's a guru. Some people will say he's just a good teacher or I don't know. People will say, I don't know about Jesus, but God, we think we're pretty sure about. And verse 18 flips that. Verse 18 says, no, 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 you don't know who God is. See, no one's ever seen God. People don't know God naturally. People don't know God. We're not naturally.